how I got here. Now that's the million dollar question I ask myself from time to time. When I think about my musical journey, the road has been truly many twists and turns, bumps and bruises along the way. I guess like they say, most things that you want out of life, you gotta be willing to put up with the hard knocks and sacrifices, right? God knows I've had my share and then some. You're listening to You're Talented? You've got my attention. I am Ingram ES, the host of the show, and I am going to talk to you about how I got here, the what, the when, the why, and how I got to this point in my life, and all of the reasons behind them. I can remember when I was about 20 years old, and I wanted to put in a, on a local talent show. I've always been interested in promoting other talent that I would see around town. You know, I had an idea back then at that early age that I wanted to put on something similar to the Apollo Theater in New York. If anyone has ever been to New York and to Harlem, to the Apollo Theater, you would know what I'm talking about. Of course, it has, gosh, almost a hundred years history of an amazing talent that has come through the Apollo over the years. When I first came up with this idea of wanting to put on a local talent show, the Apollo Theater was just an example of something that I wanted to do. And it was my muse at that time. It had inspired me, and I liked what they were doing. And so I thought about it one time, trying to offer something like that to the local talent here in Sacramento. So I decided to um, do a little bit of homework, right, and research the pros and cons of of how that could be done. I talked to a lot of my friends and peers that I knew that were singers that I was interested in possibly promoting and bringing on to the show. And I think I shared it with a couple of my sisters, but I don't think that it went anywhere with them because I was so young and just breaking into that the business in itself. So I was truly still wet behind the ears, but I had somewhat of a vision. Uh, you know, so I wanted to promote some of the local talent because I would always go around to clubs and showcases, open mic places, and or even house parties and see someone either singing or performing, whether they're dancing or telling jokes or any of those sort of things. And I would always be cognizant or aware of how the crowd received them. Whether it was a small crowd of maybe a party of 10 or 15 people or 200 people, 300 people, didn't matter. Watching how the audience received you and perhaps some of them may not even know you. Of course, sometimes you would perform among your, your social uh, peers and, and people in your 
particular circle or network. And most times those people always are there to support you. you know, but I would go to sometime to the clubs and I personally rarely got up to sing or do anything. I always went to just check out the talent. And so when I was 20, and I was still living at my mother's house at this time, I hadn't moved out, even though I did move out at 20. At this particular time, I was still living at home. And my mother was in a local club among her peers there in our neighborhood. And she had about, I don't know, 10 or 12 members in her uh, club. Um, they used to put on a lot of social events or uh, different bazaars or, or picnic events and things just out in the community that involved other people. And so my thinking was, well, my mother, you know, is a member of this club. Well, Sharon, go to her. You know, maybe she can help you out to, to jumpstart this here, this idea of yours. And so I went to my mom, of course, and I shared with her my whole ideas. And, of course, she cross-examined me like I was giving me 20 questions and just to tell me no. <laughs> I was so disappointed. But, yeah, I went to her and I asked for her and her club to back me to maybe help sponsor me. And um, she just didn't have my same vision or she probably thought, you know, I'm just pipe dreaming or whatever. I really don't know. But I do know that she turned me down. She wouldn't even bring it to the club. Her whole thing was, you know, no, Sharon, these ladies don't have money to do nothing like that. You know, sponsor you how? And what are you talking about? And, you know, she would come off with this, you know, already this guard is up. And I was like, well, mama, you know, this could be great, but I, I just need some help, you know, to help, you know, jumpstart this idea. Because my plans were to first get the hall, right? Find somewhere where you're going to put this thing on. And I did a lot of research around town, you know, trying to figure out how to have a stage you know, in an auditorium of some sort to be able to showcase these artists. And yes, so I told her, I said, well, Mama, I just need some help. If they could sponsor me, I don't know, with four or $500, it would help get me started. And so my mother wanted to know particulars, right? Well, who's all behind this, Sharon? And where is this going to be at? When are you talking about putting this on? And I could just hear all these questions in my head right now, hearing my mother's voice asking me all these questions. I was like, Mama, I haven't figured all this out yet, you know, and I hadn't, you know. But I did have a hall in mind, you know, that I wanted to put it on. And it was a pretty nice sized place, you know, that was downtown in the, in the roaring 40s housing community. And so my mom pretty much just shot my idea down. She didn't want to get behind it and didn't want to support it, you know. So I just kind of moved on from that and started looking at other possibilities and perhaps other supporters. And and then I thought, gosh, I'm going to need a band. I'm going to need, you know, a house band is what I was looking for. So I was going to be auditioning, you know, these band members and singers. And at that time, 
We didn't have no internet and social media and these wonderful devices that could shoot out information like in an instant. No, we had to do it the old-fashioned way, right? You know, you put it in the paper, you advertise it. They, you can even put it in a PSA and uh, have it announced over the radio. Uh, and lots of times, it's really just word of mouth. Flyers, if you will. And uh, just gradually, you know, build up my uh, clientele of, of, of talent, if you will. I had maybe a half a dozen people in mind off the top of my head whom I thought was just phenomenal. You know, I just always wanted to have some hand in showcasing local talent. And I mean singers, dancers, comedians, great musicians. Just to name a few. All right, we're gonna take a break right in here and we will be right back. how I got here. On the other side, so stay with us. I'm having fun. It's a great big jungle. Feel with love and instant trouble to keep my heart bubbling on the run. I'm swinging on a melody of high notes in my tight blue jeans. I'm going crazy from a love sensation, an animal craving from your beautiful beast. I'm having fun. It's a great big jungle. Thank you for staying with us. I hope my musical selection helped keep you engaged. That was a sample of, quote, I'm having fun, unquote. I thought it was fitting at this time because I am sharing with you my story on how I got to this point in my life somehow still amazes me to this day. So in the first half of this episode, I shared the what and the when with you. Now on the second half, I'll go into the why and later on the how. But I think the how is rather obvious. You see, I loved watching other artists or talent, if you will, perform all the time, but more importantly, I enjoyed watching the audience watch the talent. Because to me, that lets me know how well the artist, or the talent if you will, are being received. An audience is not gonna lie about how they feel about you. You know, they're either gonna be very engaged, focused and tuned in to your every word or your every note. And that's when you know you've captured them, right? They're in the palm of your hands. And I tell you, when the song is done or your performance is done and you get this, you know, overwhelming, thundering applause, 
maybe even a standing ovation, that's when you know you have really won them over. I mean, in every respect, they're in love with you at this point. I mean, you got them on their feet. What? <laughs> you got them on their feet. That's like the ultimate high for an audience. I mean, I'm sorry, for the talent. That's like an ultimate high. And that's what I look at. I look at their behavior. I look at their lack of interest. You know, if people are moving about in the room while you're trying to perform and do your thing, something ain't gelling here, right? You and the audience are not in sync. If you have a crowd or people talking while you're trying to sing or their attention is just divided, you are on stage to command their attention, right? That's the whole point of your performance. Most times they come in, they may not know you from Adam, and they may even have their arms fold. They want to be wowed. They want to be, you know, blown away. They want to know who you are and what do you have to bring to them that's going to move them or entertain them, right? No matter how much you rehearse, no matter how much you practice, sometimes some audience just not going to be receptive to you for whatever reason. But if you know in your heart of hearts that you are sharp, you're ready, and you are ready to do your best and give your best, it's not likely that an audience is not going to be receptive to you. You know, because most audience want you to win. They want you to do well. They're looking at you, you know, to wow them. And I know talent today is so phenomenal. You know, it's always hard to try to, you know, up your game when somebody else who's come before you has already stolen the show, right? But don't ever feel that anyone's talent is greater than yours. When you know that you, you know, got your A game on and you're doing your best, that's really all that matters. Because even when you may fail or mess up, when an audience can see your heart through your clothes, they can hear your heart through your voice, your emotion, your sentiment. All of these things are so important. That's why I seek out really, really good talent, you know, or talent that's just passionate and exceptional. But I do not care for talent that try to be something that they're not, you know, trying to do an overkill because they're trying so hard to impress. Look, that's not really that necessary. Just do your best at what you do, whether it's singing, dancing, telling a joke, whatever the case may be, playing your instrument, be sincere and let your spirit soar and your heart shine, okay? Because when you got people, you know, zoomed in and focused on you or on the edge of their seat, man, that's all that matters. And on the second 
um, break, I'm going to share a song with you that basically describes that very kind of attention that warrants, you know, an audience to stand on their feet. I enjoy listening to some of the legends in the business, like some of the superstars of their craft. And I remember, for instance, Nina Simone once said, she was taught to not play the piano until everybody in the room was quiet and focused on her. I think that is a wonderful principle to to go by because you are the artist and you should have the attention of the room. That's the whole purpose of you being up there. You know, many years ago, I can also remember, I know these are older artists, but they are legends and will always be legends and are in our history books. The book of music, of course. Artists like Sammy Davis Jr., you know, Motown artists, Gladys Knight, Aretha Franklin. These people, legacy would never die because their music is timeless. And I remember Sammy Davis Jr. once said, you should always leave them wanting more. You know, in other words, give them a little bit at a time. You know, don't put all your cards and everything on the table. You want to always leave them wanting more so they will come back again and again and again. And another artist once said, when the room is, is noisy and loud or whatever, when you're up there and it's your time to perform, when you talk softly, you know, or maybe even almost to a whisper, it's funny how you get people's attention when, you, when you're talking so softly and they want to hear what you have to say. And before you know it, there's a hush that comes over the room. And now the show begins. All right? There's all types of psychological tricks to the trade in the world of entertainment. And as you pursue it on your level, you will learn some of these trades. Of course, I know nowadays, you know, with social media being such a hot ticket, you know, that people could go on their phone and do whatever literally come to their mind. Sometimes it's a hit, Sometimes it's a miss, you know, but the main thing is I like to think that if you're going to showcase yourself on some level, somehow, let it be a memorable one. And I mean, to the sense where it's in good enough taste or form that you want to share it. You want to capture it. You may even want to copy it. <laughs> Let truth be told. Because when somebody do something really extraordinary or exciting or just phenomenal, what else can I say? 
that's when you know you have something when everybody else want to try to do it. So I just recommend that you keep at pursuing your dream um, because this is how I'm doing mine. This is why I'm doing it. Because I love talent. I love good talent. And I'm always, whether it is even on the street, something raw and organic and off the cuff. And I'm like, wow, man, look how you just drew in this crowd. Those type of people, you know, truly deserve to be seen. They need to be marketed. They need to have a platform. They need to be respected, showcased, and paid. Okay? Because talent don't come free. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. And I believe when it's shared and it's shared in good taste, it's like the rewards could keep on coming, you know? So at this point, we will take a break. We're going to take a break at this time. And uh, I have a song that I'd like to share with you during this break. And it'll give you some idea of what I mean in terms of knowing how to be true to self and captivate an audience. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. Let me sing a song that you could take and make your own so you could share with your loved ones how the melody touch their hearts i'll sing it with true devotion and hopes it fills you with real emotions so you can hear them say congratulations we love the way you perform when you've got a smile in your style when you've got confidence in your eyes, when you've got chills running up my spine, you've got my applause. When you've got me dancing in the streets, when you've got me on the edge of my seat, when you've got me anxiously awaiting, you've got my applause. Yes, you've got my applause. That is the very reason why I decided to produce and host my own podcast. It has been a lifelong dream of mine to give the unknown and unsung artists a voice to be heard and a platform to share their story as to what their journey has been like in the entertainment business, or should I say their dream and struggles as well. You see, I decided to take advantage of this medium because I didn't want my gifts 
that God gave me to be in vain. And I knew I needed to get them off the paper pressed in my notebook for which they have been for the past 25 or 30 years. That's a long time, people. Songs and poems that I know God wants me to share. And having them stuck in my head or in the notebook was not being shared. And I felt bad about that. Not to mention, other people often reminded me, you know, that very same thing. They didn't hesitate to put a guilt trip on me. And off and on over the years, you know, it did affect me, not sharing my work. Like I said, I grew up so shy. I didn't even want to tell people that I was shy because I felt like that was going to draw attention in itself. And often I went to places that were auditioning people or open mic places and too afraid to sign up. That was because of my fear of not thinking that I would be good enough or accepted or just so different that I wouldn't be embraced or accepted. And the few times that I did step up to the plate you know, on song and perform my number. Nine times out of ten, I was always very well received. And that, thank God, you know, enhanced my my confidence. But I'm at a point now in my life, like I said, that uh, I want to be able to give back to the people who have can relate to my struggle the people who know the heartache and pain, the blood, sweat, and tears, the trials and tribulations that this business can put you through. And in the end, find out that you still never really crossed over that threshold to say, wow, I made it. I'm here. You know, they know my work. They've heard my music. You can't even, it's hard to describe that that feeling and that emotion unless you've been down that road yourself. I tell you, an applause is a validation. A standing ovation is the award itself. A standing ovation It's like when someone says, my mother used to always tell me, you know, when I said to her, I says, Mama, why you, when, when people say thank you and they say you're welcome, and I, I asked her, I said, why do people say you're welcome? You know, I was a child, a little girl at the time, and she says, Sharon, that means they appreciate it again and again. And that's what that standing ovation means. They want more. Okay, you left him, you left them wanting more. You got them on their feet. That's a powerful thing. Standing ovations is not something that they're told. That's something that they're felt. That's an exhilarating and powerful moving emotion that you just cannot deny. It's an undeniable 
thank you. Thank you. Oh, how much I love that performance. Thank you. Bravo. And that's what I want this platform to be. To all those voices and all those artists who didn't quite make it, or perhaps in their mind, to whatever degree that may be, didn't quite cross over to that threshold or get that recording contract, right? Come talk to me. I would love to hear from you. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. I've enjoyed this episode. And um, I hope you did too. I hope you learned a little bit more about me and my whole purpose behind doing what I'm doing. The what, when, why, and how. And on that note, we're going to close here and leave you with our weekly disclaimer. Stay tuned. All material and song samplings shared on this podcast is copywritten 2021. All rights reserved. And don't forget to tell all those naysayers our tagline. Don't hate me because I'm talented. Celebrate me because I am. Thank you.